I'm Aesan and this is The Review. City went to Craven Cottage and came home with the three points that finally sent us top of the league. Joining me to get into the weeds of the game and a lot more, I've got Howard and Steve. Morning, Howard. Good morning. So my intro is, is nowhere near as fun or as funny as yours and Steve's. But I feel as though you almost have a monopoly on being funny in the intros, so I shouldn't even try and match it. I should just keep it very, uh, very conservative and very straight. <sighs> Wimp. <laughs> morning, Steve. Good morning. I think well, I'm trying to remember a quote, something about brevity being the. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I do, but I can't remember it off the top yes, of my head. Yes, but yes, bre- there's nothing wrong with brevity, is what I'm saying. No, and you know, truth is. We've gone top of the league. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's one of those days where I feel as though there's plenty of football stuff to talk about and enjoy. So I didn't necessarily need to do a really yeah. long intro. Yeah. Come on, you uh, could at least have had a dig at Spurs or called Jurgen Klopp an arsehole. I, th- I, did th- <laughs> I did think about both of those things, you know. I, I did consider a, a little bit of a Spursy jibe in the intro and I did think about giving Klopp a bit more uh, attention, but... Uh, not not really feeling it. I mean, I know you have thoughts on Jurgen Klopp, don't you, Howard? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a comrade of Chris, aren't I? So, I mean, it's just disgraceful, mate. I mean, just, what a... F- don't you think karma got him? that E thing next to, in the podcast apps, aren't we now? We Explicit are. content. No, no swearing in the first 15, remember that. I'm try- I, th- I think that thing I've already called him probably counts as that, to be honest. So. <laughs> it's hard. I could get the bleeper out, but... Yeah, let's get just, the bleeper out. He just, I mean, he's not alone, obviously. I'm not, like, just going in on him. I'm sure Pep's not been perfect, but pulling your hamstring while screaming in the face of a fourth official who's done nothing. The fourth official isn't refereeing the match anyway. Whatever's happened on the pitch, it's just vile. He's just... Uh, I found it quite funny. I have to say, the pulling of the hamstring was, uh, was, you know, karma working instantly, just purely, purely instantly. It was really funny because you're so used to seeing footballers react like that to pulling exactly. a hammy, but to see someone like you know in full kind of manager get up on the touchline, <laughs> walking like that, it was Basil Fawlty esque. It was beautiful to see. It was. It was really beautiful. Um, from something really beautiful to something which. I think we all agree is not massively beautiful. Um, season ticket prices have gone up. Um, and I know that there was a lot of consternation around the Real Madrid home ticket sale as well. Howard, I'm going to dive straight in. What are City getting wrong here? Yeah, what, what a day they are, day. Eh? Yeah, bury uh... some bad news behind the other bad news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, having criteria for the Madrid match was just unbelievable. Uh, so, hold on. For overseas supporters who won't fully understand that sentence, give us a bit more detail on what you mean by there was no criteria for Real Madrid tickets. Well, apparently, yeah, the last batch. I don't know because you know, I'm on the cup scheme, so I paid no attention until you went on WhatsApp. Why is everyone uh, up in arms about uh, about Madrid? And I just put ID because I thought you were talking about the away tickets. I think you need ID for them as well, so you can't just be using other people's numbers. Then I looked into it, and of course, yeah, 
uh, you, any member could buy a, a ticket basically for the the final batch of tickets. So City fans were literally in a queue for about four hours, and then it was sold out. So anyone, you know, just anyone uh, in the world could just buy a membership and then go in and buy a ticket. There were no criteria like what have you been to before, you know, if you what you know, was that the case the for all of the going tickets? to matches and stuff How, like that? Sorry, you don't that... even in theory have to be a City fan. You have to. It was for a game that was obviously going to sell out, could have sold out another 20,000 tickets minimum. It seemed absolutely bizarre not to have criteria on it. And of course, what's happened now, these are not just people buying a membership so they can get a ticket to the game, the touts. So they're already now hundreds of tickets on sale for about 500 quid or whatever a pop on these exchange sites. So just what... What made them make that decision not to sell with criteria? Unless it was a deliberate act because they can see more money in it. I don't know. Honestly, it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. When you say... I I saw another argument, sorry, very quickly, that perhaps there should be some sort of scheme for those that don't have season tickets as well because it all goes through season tickets. You get a season ticket, then you decide whether to join the cup schemes it is voluntary so i don't do the league cup one that's for financial reasons that's the one i might still go to the matches but i'm not on the scheme i'll make my decision when the draw's made because that's obviously the least important of all of matches to go to but what about those that go to matches sometimes but can't afford a season ticket there they have no more right to get tickets than just anyone else in the world who can buy a membership so yeah, it was a mess, and I don't understand why they used different criteria for this match that obviously the demand was going to be bigger than probably any Champions League match we've ever played. So just to clarify one thing for me, right? So th- there was was there a, a kind of uh, a process where first cer- you needed a certain amount of points to get access to tickets, or are you saying that from the drop they made all the tickets available to anybody. Yeah, I'm not sure about... I assume it's all the tickets, yeah. Okay. So obviously everyone in the cup scheme just gets allocated their yeah. tickets. So, and, and people I don't know. I scheme. don't think... I mean, I, was just, you know, I didn't know about it until it kicked off. So I went on to Blue Moon and people were just... That's what they were saying, that there was no criteria. I don't know if it's from the beginning or it was the last lot of tickets. But that would make even less sense if they did have some criteria and then just threw the last bit open to everyone. It's just as ridiculous in a way. Mm. So, yeah, there were people like in a queue of 40,000. I do think... Uh, I, the one thing I'll say about that idea of general sale of tickets is that if you don't live in England, like I don't live in England, I know a lot of supporters who don't live in England... Um, Tickets is a weird thing and it's a really complicated thing for the exact reason that you've just mentioned that generally uh, tickets are kind of sold out before they're available, if that makes sense. Like you, mm. for big games, it's almost impossible if you're an overseas supporter to even to figure out where you're going to get a ticket from. So I do think that on some level, the club have to... Or they don't have to, but it's nice if they t- if they were to take into consideration people who are going to book a plane ticket from you know thousands of miles away and book a hotel as well 
to try and get into into a game. And I kind of get the idea that, well, you know, everybody wants to go to big games. Why should overseas supporters be given any preferential treatment? I'm not really talking about that, but in a stadium of 60,000 people, yeah, I'm sure that they can find a way to make 100 tickets available to to people who are going to, as I say, get on a plane from thousands of miles away. Um, but yeah, be, go on. There's no perfect system, is there? Because no. I'm not saying that, you know, the old school fans would just want the same fans in the ground every single game. Everyone's got a right to be able to, you know, everyone's got to go to the first game. You can't have 100% of tickets just for regulars. Yeah. There has, has to be a system, you know, uh, it'll weigh tickets. Uh, a section always goes now to 18 to 21 age group. Uh, loyalty points aren't offered anymore, I think, for away games. It's... Yeah, we could all like we could argue for hours about what the perfect system is, uh, but this wasn't you know this wasn't the right way to do it. That much I do know, mm. especially if you're a new member. Yeah, there's people who aren't on the cup team but have been to every Champions League match. You know, just bought their tickets but can't get one for this because people have just gone on, bought a membership, bought a ticket, and put it on a resale site, and that obviously is not acceptable. Mm. And so. Any club with any nous whatsoever was supposed to be talking about international organisation here. Could have seen that coming from a mile off. But yeah, maybe definitely. they're quite happy for that to happen. I don't think so. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody really wants a situation where where tickets are going on to 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 resale sites mainly because they ain't making any money off the off the markup on the resale site. Which kind of brings me neatly round to the idea of price rises for season tickets and just ticket pricing in general. I know that you've got opinions, Howard. Steve, I want your opinion too, but very quickly, from my point of view, it's the biggest L that Soriano and the marketing team take, and they take it every year, if not every two years. I really don't understand why they think putting up ticket prices, which is a drop in the ocean, in comparison to the revenue that they turn over is something that they need to do or they should be doing. Literally, what they earn from that ticket price rise, they pay the wages for a fullback. Do you know what I mean? Not even the transfer fee. It's barely the wages for a fullback and not even a good fullback. Some, you know, some fella that you sign from from nowhere for five million quid and then hope that he comes good. That's the type of revenue that we're talking about from from a season ticket or a ticket price increase. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And a club with the turnover of City, with the success of City, with the ownership that City have, with the financial might that they have, to not be able to use that to basically give it directly back to the supporters, particularly in the middle of a cost of living crisis, particularly in the north of England, where the reality is that jobs and salaries aren't what they are in the south. It's just overall, it's just disgraceful. And I'm not even a season ticket holder. So I'm not speaking on my behalf. I'm speaking on behalf of everybody else who's got to wear that price rise because somebody at the club thinks that the extra five million quid a year or whatever it will be is going to make a manifest difference to their accounts. It just isn't. It's just a shit idea all the way around. Sorry, Steve, you go. Yeah, it's a shit idea that every time it's executed, you think, oh, this will happen again. 
because the club will see the response from the fans, they'll see the genuine ire from the supporters, um, the feeling of being let down by the supporters, um, it's a wash over social media, and they'll see this, and they, they won't do this again, surely they won't do this again, and then they go and do it again, and they do it time after time after time, and as bad as it was, what exacerbated it tenfold was the timing of the announcement to come, you know, as, as Howard said, to kind of, you know, hide one bit of bad news with another. Um, it was astonishing to come on the same day as, as the, the whole fiasco concerning the Real Madrid tickets. Absolutely astonishing. A PR fail that you thought would be far beyond the scope of Manchester City. But evidently, you know, everyone's susceptible to such fails and City have really failed in this regard. Um it's just a PR disaster. It just feels... It's like a club purposely setting out to make themselves feel distant from their supporter base. Like they're tone deaf, like they're not listening, like they don't care. It's like they're purposely going out their way to give that impression. Um, I just don't get it at all. I really mm. don't. Um, you, you would think... And, and Sorry, man, but just for... Um, I finished just to kind of flip it as well. The, the kind of um, foregoing of that opportunity, of the positive PR, of saying, we are aware in this cost of living crisis, you know, how people are struggling right now. We value you more than everything. You are the heart and soul of this football club. We are freezing the season ticket prices for the, for the next 12 months. We hope to do so again next year. See you next season, everyone. You know, we love you. Great PR. And to forgo that and instead go the complete opposite way, baffling. Howard? Yeah, I mean, so uh, obviously the argument is, the first argument is I wouldn't, if you're fine with it, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't, my argument is not that everyone should be outraged. I, I'm just giving a personal opinion. Uh, obviously we all spoil with the football we watch and mine's still, so mine's gone up to four, five, five, I think, which of course is excellent value for to watch the greatest team in the world. Not everyone's playing four five five anyway. I'm in one of the cheapest seats in the stadium, so you know there were people playing over a thousand or eight hundred, nine hundred uh, for views that are very not that much different to one. It's just down the side instead of behind the goals. So I bought the two nine nine when they opened the third tier of the south stand because my seat on the other side of the away fans had already gone up by about three hundred pounds. So this in I don't know when the south stand opened, but six seven years, whatever it is has gone up 52%. My season ticket has gone up. Uh, just to play, just to do simple maths though, it's not quite as simple as, well, if it goes up 20 pounds, what, you know, it's not much and it's it's cumulative, of course, but for the club, it's cumulative as, as well. They put it up 20 pound one year, you say, well, what's the point? They're only getting 20 pound. But then they put it up 20 pound next year, they're getting that 20 pound and the previous 20 pounds rise. And then the next year, they're getting the £20 and the previous two £20. So over a 10-year period, the £20 rise makes them an extra £1,100, according to my rudimentary maths. So mm. it does add up. However, it still makes absolutely no difference to a club that claims to have... Claims. <laughs> Even I'm falling into the trap now. Cheers, who has, like, income of... Yeah, revenue of over £600 million or whatever. You could sell off the boots of a youth player to, to cover these. And 
Simon Badgkowski has, I think, done an article in the Evening News where he's quotes City as saying, operational costs have gone up. So the club are actually admitting they're passing on those costs to fans, which is hard. It's not, it's not quite the excuse they probably think it is. It absolutely makes it even more damning, to be honest, that you think you could pass on increased costs to us. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.